I'd like to talk about spiritual assassins when it comes to divorce and remarriage. When we divorce and we take up another person to be our spouse, we have our first spouse still alive, our first covenant spouse still alive, we put them in danger of burning in hell after their death. Us. There are many spouses who die in this sin of divorce and remarriage. I really believe that if Satan had two weapons against humanity, it's divorce and remarriage. Two big weapons, just, just two weapons, divorce and remarriage. Okay? And many people, you know, they don't care. They go off and, you know, marry and they ignore whatever their conscience says, whatever their, uh, whatever people who know the truth. That what Jesus said, if you, if you marry somebody who's divorced, you're committing adultery. That if a woman, that a woman is bound by the law of her husband, the law of marriage, for uh, you know, for as long as he lives, turn to Romans chapter seven. But if he be dead, she can marry, but only in the Lord. And a lot of people will say, you know, God is loving. God will understand. Can you stay with this person? That person dies. In that sin of divorce and remarriage, dies, you know, not repenting of that sin, dies, not even knowing the truth that they're in adultery for marrying somebody's spouse. That person's going to hell. You help that. You, you have blood on your hands. You have blood on your hands. And this is what's not talked about. People will say I'm harsh. People will say I'm mean. Well, I got something to tell you. I don't care. You know why I don't care? Because through the centuries, people have died over this issue. This issue that they take so lightly, so flippantly, that people are burning in hell, screaming their head off. Because somebody didn't want to tell the truth. Somebody was told the truth. All right? They, the person that they were married to that was married to somebody else, you know, they were told the truth, but they didn't want to share it to the person that they were married to because they benefited of the what the, that person could offer. And they knew if they repented, that they, all those benefits from that person that they're with now that they are in adultery, that they put themselves in the crosshairs of God's wrath. All those benefits they're getting from this person, spouse number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, who knows? That all goes away. So they cherished, you know, they cherished the life of sin, sin for a season, than suffering with the people of God who know the truth about divorce and remarriage.
That's what happened here. That's the issue here. That is what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to, all right? The benefits of a good life with somebody else. That's what it comes down to. You don't want to go back to being um, alone, crying, misery, probably a financial situation that was probably uh, bad. That's why the marriage ended. Most marriages end due to financial hardship or some bad business deal, financial hardship or some scandal that happened with the husband or the spouse. She cheated. He cheated. There was a scandal. And they couldn't deal with the embarrassment. They just wanted to divorce. They just wanted to have a fresh start. All right. Basically what it is. And they finally found this person. You know. And you probably, you, you didn't mean to, you know, to, to use them. But that's what you're doing. That is what you're doing. You're finding yourself a good sucker. Yes, I'm coming hard. Yes, I'm coming hot. Yes, I'm being harsh because people are dying over this sin. They are dying over this sin. Right? Instead of suffering with the people who know the word and know the truth, you choose to be in Pharaoh's nice court. Satan got in your ears. He provided you somebody who's going to treat you right, but they're not your husband, so it's just a nice lamb to the slaughter, and you're helping them along. You hear the truth of divorce and remarriage, and you refuse to obey it, and you want to hold on to this person or hold on to this family, you have children with this person, it's still divorce. It's still it's still uh, under the adultery in God's eyes. And those kids are not legitimate. Those kids are illegitimate. Okay? They're illegitimate. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. You still have to take care of them. You're still their mother. You're still their father. But they just can't live you guys can't live together. You guys can't have sex together. You guys are not married in the eyes of God. You guys are committing adultery. You guys are committing an abomination before the Lord. And that's just what it is. I know this talking like this, is, it, it, it sounds judgmental and harsh, but it's the reality. It's like the Matrix movie, you know? You're living fine and everything, but then you get to somebody who tells you the truth, and now you have to accept the reality for what your life truly is. An offense to God. And it's not easy. Jesus said, few can hear this saying, few. He who has ears, let him hear, because he knows a lot of people are not going to hear this. A lot of people have suffered, yes. A lot of people have been through abuse, yes. Women have been beaten. Women have been cheated on. Okay? And then they find this nice man who wants to give them the world. <clears throat> who actually genuinely loves them. And you love him back. And you have kids. And that man dies one day. And that man wakes up in hell.
my <clears throat> my uh my uh, video got uh cut off. Uh, so this is a part two. Alright. So what I was saying is the fact that uh people are not getting taken into consideration that they have blood on their hands. You know? stay in these adulterous marriages until, you know, the person you marry that you're in adultery with dies. You know? <clears throat> and I'm not trying to be mean, alright? You're gonna take it that way, that's up to you. But, like I said before, people are dying over their sin every day. For years, for decades. Okay? God doesn't care if you're crying. God doesn't care if you're begging and pleading. Alright? God's going to say, Depart from me, work of iniquity, you're going to hell. blood, you can wail, you can moan, you can plead for mercy, you're still going there if you die in that sin. And you, who decided to go and remarry after you were divorced from your first covenant husband or wife, that person, let's just say, you know, that you remarried with, you're committing adultery with dies before you. You're sending them to hell. Right? That's blood on your hands. Okay? That's why I titled this Divorce and Remarriage Spiritual Assassins. I did part one, not cut off, doing part two. Alright? Tries to do this, like I said before, and right, I'll repeat myself. But, you know, that's this. You don't want to suffer the people of God. You want to, you know, like Moses did, you want to stay in Pharaoh's court, the world, the world that says that we can divorce and remarry, the world that says that we can. You know, find love again in someone else instead of honoring our covenant. And it's, the church fails to, in a big way, tell the truth about divorce. And I said, the marriage represents Christ and his church. Okay, his bride, the church. All right. For those who don't understand it, in Jewish culture, they have a betrothal period, which means, you know, when he was talking about accepting communication in the book of Matthew, that when two Jews got together, you know, when they were engaged, they had the title of husband and wife, even though they weren't married. And if something happened, they was cheating, they had to get a divorce, and if they were married. That's why Jesus said separate communication was betrothed in those days in the book of Matthew. 
once you are married, that is it. Represent Christ in your marriage. That is the, that is the representation of marriage. Christ, love, undying love for his church. And Christ with his with the betrothal period is with Christ right now. Right? Christ, the husband, and his wife, the bride, is his church. Church. Right? That's what it that's what it is. That's what it is. He's always faithful to his bride. And Christ demands that whether you know Oh, we were two, oh, we were just two pagans before we got married. My first cousin was like, doesn't matter. We two Satanists. You know? Doesn't matter.
be with them. And who knows? They'll probably torture you in there. Imagine being in a room that's hot, buggy, no relief, no pain. You're being tortured. And the person that could have helped you avoid all this suffering is in there with you. What do you think is going to go through your mind? And that person is going to help you avoid that. What do you think is going to go through your mind? You're not going to have happy thoughts. That's one thing. You're not going to have happy thoughts. And there is no God in hell. There is no love in hell. So it's a free-for-all, free an evil free-for-all. The evil Olympics in hell. There is no mercy in hell, so why would you show mercy to others in there? All these pastors... Presiding over marriages, exchanging vows with people they know is on the second, third, fourth marriage. And you're doing it, some of them know the word of God, but you're doing it because you want the money. You want the accolade. You don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. You're the one who's supposed to make sure the assistant shepherd, actually, the true shepherd is Jesus Christ, the head shepherd. You're the one who's supposed to be making sure that these people are right with God. I'm not saying he's supposed to hold their hand with their spirituality. That's really their responsibility. But you're supposed to be the one sounding the trumpet telling people the truth, even when they don't want to hear it. And a lot of pastors just do it for the money. They do it for the prestige because they don't want to lose followers. And that, that right there, that right there is what seals a lot of pastors' fate. And you're the biggest, you know, assassin of them all. You're the biggest spiritual assassin of them all. You could be compared basically to a serial killer, really. You go, you preside over people. You don't really care about telling them the truth. You know what can happen to them. You know? But you don't do it anyway. You push them to the edge. I mean, they're walking towards the edge. You see it. But you give them a little push anyway. And you push them more. More. Probably when these people have dreams or they have consciousness. If God's trying to get to get them to get their attention through their conscience. And you tell them it's okay. God forgives. God is love. God doesn't want you to suffer. Never mind the fact that he suffered for his bride. Prepared a place for her. The church. Never met all of the things he went through. Died on the cross. He was pure himself. He died a virgin. But he's saying that all God, God doesn't want us to suffer. Just like the, the, you know, these pre-trippers. God wouldn't beat up his church. 
God's not beating up his church with the tribulation period. What God is doing is he's helping her lose weight of those no good, lukewarm Christians. God is putting his church through a good CrossFit program. He's making sure his bride is fit. He's making sure his bride is healthy. That's what he's doing. And the pastors out there who want to be crooked, go for the dime, lie, and tell them people what they want to hear. They're like serial killers. They're serial killers. You preside over these adulterous marriages, one of them can end up dead. And, and I, I, I know, I know, I know it goes through your mind that where that person went. Some of you know the truth, but you just suppress it for the money. You know where they went. And you just lie and say, you say another lie, oh, they went to heaven. Some of you pastors know the truth. You broke up families. Instead of praying for them, you know things go well you decided it was a lot easier to tell that wife to dump her husband or tell that husband to dump his wife yes yes but money but feelings okay so um that is basically from uh from my youtube channel fight to the finish uh talking about divorce and remarriage and then how you have pastors remarrying people who have been married before and their first spouse is still alive first covenant spouse is still alive and also talk about people who are divorced and from their marriage and they go off and marry somebody else and possibly leading that person to die that person could die before them and they have blood in their hands okay all right i'm not here to bash people who have divorced from me but i'm here to warn people about what's coming if they stay in that sin and it's the truth okay and uh shame on pastors who have lied about this just to keep a congregation full because, like I said, I said it before in, in the video, you're worse than you're just like a serial killer. Okay. All right. Peace and be blessed.